Hey, it's Clay. Welcome to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you very much for giving me a chance. For those of you that have listened many times and you are loyal listeners and you listen to um, all the episode, hopefully you understand, hopefully you've seen this to be the case, that not every episode is me always talking about the training course that I offer and always talking about you know, how great it is or anything like that. I, ideally, you realize and you give me the benefit of the doubt that, yeah, Clay, you rarely bring up the fact that you uh, you sell a course at moneywithclay.com, but that's going to be a little bit different today because, well, some new data out there suggests that, well, you know, maybe I should talk about it a little bit more. Maybe you should be more aware of it, and you would think that this stuff is maybe a, a little bit more commonsensical, and I think it is, but I also think that it's one of these areas that just hide in plain sight. And then in other situations, people just, it's almost like the, the mentality where, you know, that bill showed up in the mail, but if I don't open that, en- you know, that envelope, then everything will be okay. If I just don't think about it, if I just kind of ignore it, everything will be okay. And then another envelope shows up and another one. And I think it's something, you know, there, there has to some of that to do where people are just like, you know what? I, I realize that that probably should be done, but I just don't care about it. So let me just ignore it. So I think it's kind of a, a couple of those things. But what I want to focus on here, and this is from an article that uh, came out relatively recently on CNBC, when it pays to take a personal finance course. So let's pick up with the article here and quickly you should see why it seems as though, yeah, I'm saying what I am in terms of, you would think it'd be common sense and I think it is, but It's also people I think are just ignoring it. So picking up with the article here, if you want to improve your financial know-how, there are plenty of opportunities to do so. From short online tutorials to extensive in-person boot camps, the number of Money 101 classes has ballooned since the Great Recession. And yet, when it comes to financial literacy, Americans are still falling far short. According to a survey by the Global Finance Literacy Excellence Center, 63% of Americans are considered financially illiterate. 63%. So imagine you have 10 people standing in front of you. Six of those people financially illiterate. That is crazy. Six of those people don't really have a method. They don't really have a strategy. They don't really have a plan for their personal finances and how to build wealth. That is really scary, actually. That again, 10 people in front of you. Only four, only four of those people have a plan, have a strategy. That's crazy. So yeah, maybe I should be talking about what I have to offer a little bit more um, because yeah, that is a crazy, crazy number. And part of that article links to another article. uh, So it's all kind of one and the same. But again, this is coming from CNBC. And the name of this article, Commit to Educating Yourself About Your Finances. The future will thank you for it. So picking up with this article, the most important investment you can make is investing in you. And perhaps one of the best ways to do that is learning about personal finance. Managing your finances well will better position you when unexpected expenses arise or if you suddenly lose your job. You can also tackle debt and more easily Uh, such as student loans, and more aggressively for retirement. Poor money management, on the other hand, can be costly. For example, a low credit score means that higher interest rates on credit cards, car loans, mortgages, and more. The higher the interest rate, 
the more you'll pay for what you buy compared to someone with a good credit score. Once again, this is all, I think, very commonsensical, like I was saying back at the beginning. So it's not a matter of people just not being smart enough, people not having the brain power or the wherewithal, the, you know, the gut instincts to focus on this stuff. I just think it's a matter of, ah, I don't like learning. I'm glad I'm done with school. I'm glad I'm through school. Or maybe people that are in school, so the younger generation is thinking, I already have enough stuff to learn about. I got this, you know, math paper. I got to learn about the, you know, this physics, you know, you're in, who knows what you're doing, but you have, you're being torn in all their directions about, I mean, I, I don't want to say that that stuff's worthless because it, it, it does help you learn how to think. But there also is that line where that needs to be crossed and I wish schools would do it better about what you should be thinking, what you should be focused on, how to think, I get it. That's important. That's the, the whole idea behind a lot of that stuff. But you should also be focused on thinking about the right things, personal finances, wealth building, being one of those. But regardless of where you are in life, I, I can see how this stuff gets pushed to the back burner. But at the core, this is, you know, I don't want to say what life is all about because that can be misinterpreted to almost greedy savageness. But life is about having a plan. Life is about having strategies and whether or not, and I'm not trying to make this political, money plays a role in that. Money is, you know, kind of the point system that's going to help you dictate how life plays out. And the more control you have, the better plan you have, the more discipline you have, well, the more control you're going to have over your life and the more control you have over your life, well, the more freeing and enjoyable life you're going to have. But it all circles back and boils down to what's going on with your personal finances? You know, what's going on with the quote unquote point system, right? Your money. So picking back up with this article, if learning about personal finance feels intimidating, you're not alone. And then it cites again this 63% of Americans are financially illiterate. And, um, you know, so it goes and talks about that. So picking back up there with though, think of your financial health like your physical health. Just as you need a regular checkups with your primary physician, you also need to check in with your finances. Check your bank and credit card statements for accuracy. Once a year, also check your credit report and flag anything inaccurate to the proper credit reporting agency. Every few months, check to see where your money is going. If you have a budget, I mean, if you have a budget, check to see if you're on target. If not, maybe the budget needs some tweaking to make it realistic, or maybe you just need a budget in the first place. So going back here to the core article, though, because it gives some, some good pointers here. Uh, let's see. And like I said, this is the article. This is not me um, saying that this is, wow, I, I didn't see that one coming. Studies show that students who are required to take personal finance courses starting from a young age have better average credit scores and lower debt delinquency rates as young adults, according to data from the Financial Industry Regulatory Authorities Investor Education Foundation. Could you come up with a longer name for yourselves? Good grief. <laughs> Insane. Don't ask me to repeat that. I will not do it. So in other words... Hey, you know what? And I get it. Like I said, this is going to be shocking. People that learn from a younger age how to have a plan, how to have a strategy, have better credit scores. Wow. That, that's that shocking. They have lower debt delinquency rates. Wow. Jeez, that, that, that's, I didn't see that one coming. Well, no kidding. 
In addition, a report by the Brookings Institution, hey, look at that, what a better name, the Brookings Institution, found that teenage financial literacy is positively, positively correlated with asset accumulation and net worth by age 25. Again, you focus on this stuff, you learn as a teenager. This is why if you are a teenager and you listen to this, awesome, I'm, you are putting yourself so far ahead of most people. And again, that's not my opinion. 63%, that's crazy. But once more, is any of this shocking? Is any of this mind-blowing? I don't think so. I think there's a whole lot of logic behind, oh wait, you mean people that are young and teenagers that learn about personal finances, that learn about forming a strategy, they they have more net worth by age 25? Wow, I, I just did not see that coming. No, there's a positive correlation. But for adults out of high school and college, finding a quality personal finance class can be harder than learning to balance a checkbook. To which I agree, there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of ways that, there a lot of things pulling your attention. I mean, myself included. Here I am starting off this entire episode with, hey, you know, I offer a course. Maybe you should consider taking my course. But I also wanna note that if you choose to go with somebody else, if you choose that you, 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 know, you don't wanna invest in my course, of course I would love for you, of course I want you to choose my course, but if you don't, no hard feelings, I want you to have success. And the best way you're gonna have success is to be comfortable in the choice you make. So I want you to be comfortable in whatever sort of you know, class you decide to invest in. Preferably me, like I said, but if somebody else, I wish you nothing but the best and, I, and I'm still willing to help, you know, even if you choose somebody else, but it makes the helping process so much more efficient, so much easier if you're actually doing my strategy because if you're doing my strategy, well then I can help you with my strategy because, well, it's mine. That makes sense, right? Now, the, the article then goes to list out uh, five different things uh, to, to keep an eye out for and for my context because all these I do agree with but at the end of the day, it's a situation where, you know what? If you believe in yourself, if you believe in what you offer, if you believe that the strategy works and will work if it's implemented, then, well, that, that's what matters the most. I mean, somebody could have all these de designations. Somebody could have, well, yes, I, I've taken this class and I've done this and I'm, I'm licensed in that area and then I have this license. And then, well, okay, that's great. You have all those designations, but does what you're teaching actually work? Does your method actually play out in the real world? And I get it. I can sit here and say, yeah, mine does. Yep, mine does. Okay, but in full disclosure, I mean, those are just words on my part, right? Anybody can say anything, but what sort of framework, what sort of, you know, kind of, hey, I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is. Well, for me and my training course that I offer that's called the Slab Money Method, I offer a one-year money-back guarantee. Not 14 days, not 30 days, not six months, which, I mean, six months, that's pretty crazy, but one year. Meaning, if you do what I teach you, if you do my strategy, you're going to see results. And how much do I believe in that? Well, a one-year money-back guarantee. So just keep that in mind because am I some sort, of, well, let me just go through the bullet points here, but that's kind of the backdrop of what I offer. 
So first off, look for a well-trained educator. A good teacher should not only understand the topic, but be certified and experienced in the field. Uh, Hensley says, and this Hensley person is somebody that's giving these examples. Uh, you know, I, I agree, but I don't agree because here's the secret to personal finance. This is not rocket science. This is basic math. If you can do addition, subtraction, if you know how to use a calculator so you can do some division, some multiplication, then you know what? You're good to go. You will not be asked to find the hypotenuse of a triangle. You will not be you know, asked to uh, you know, identify what kind of triangle that is. There's no geometry. There's no algebra. There's certainly no calculus. It's addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division, and everything can be done with a calculator. So, I mean, do, do, does somebody have to be certified? I mean, maybe, maybe. I, I don't think so because I know many certified people where if you were to pull back the curtain, you're thinking, what? Okay, yeah, that's great. You got a bunch of certifications, but is what you're teaching actually work? Well, oh, you know, oh, you do offer a money back guarantee for a long period of time. Cool, that's great. Like I said, I'm not the only person, I'm not proclaiming that I'm the only person that offers a one-year money back guarantee, but my point is, yeah, what I teach, sure, I may not be quote unquote certified, but I, I'm not quite sure you need to be certified in a field such as how to manage your money. Now, yeah, you do, you wanna make sure that you have done stuff, but that's why I do like, at least they say experience. I, I have experience. I paid off $163,000 in debt. I am now debt free. And what I share with you is the exact system, the exact strategy that I used. So tip number two, check the financial education materials. From savings to investing, the core should work or should be vetted and created by experts in each area. Again, am I an expert in the sense of like I have some sort of finance degree? No. Am I an expert in the field that I've actually done something and have real life results? Again, paying off $163,000 in debt. And now at this stage where I'm just focusing on building wealth, growing wealth, building passive income. Yeah, I have a lot of experience in that field, like the real world field, not some sort of theoretical field where you get all these, like I said, designations and you get all these certifications that are all just based in theory. Yeah, the only thing that those people have done is taken a class and then gotten a designation, gotten a certification. Well, that's great. You got a certification that's hanging on your wall. But what have you actually done in the real world? For me personally, I've done a lot of stuff in the real world, and what I've done in the real world works, hence, once again, the one-year money-back guarantee that I give. Uh, pointer number three, stick with topics that are timely. Find a course that suits your age and needs, Hensley said. For example, if you are just starting out, look for classes that focus on setting up 401k plans or buying a house so you can readily apply what you have learned in class to your real life. Yeah, absolutely. Stick with stuff that is relevant, but... Also at the core, I'm not quite sure when something becomes relevant. I, I get it. For example, a 401k may not be uh, applicable to somebody that's a teenager and still in high school and hasn't even entered the job force yet. But, but just because it's not applicable doesn't mean you shouldn't be aware of it. Shouldn't be you know uh, you know aware of the fact that at some point in the near future. They'll want to be focused on not necessarily a 401k, but some sort of IRA, which stands for individual retirement account in the very near future. In fact, I would argue that it is applicable in that situation because there's this very powerful thing that kind of gets glossed over in math class, but is the like the best thing ever created called compounding interest. 
And the way compounding interest works is, well, the sooner you start, the better. So, I mean, that's why I say all this sort of stuff, 401ks, investing, the sooner you start about the the better. So, it, it really, it is always timely because start now. Personal finance, start now. Number four, keep it relevant. Similarly, the subjects covered in class should be appropriate to your level of knowledge. You're not going to talk to seventh graders about mutual fund diversification, but you can talk about risks when managing money. See, I don't agree with that one because you can talk to seventh graders about mutual fund diversification. Because yeah, sure, mutual fund diversification. Ooh, that sounds pretty intense, doesn't it? It's not. It's not. And this is shame on the financial industry. Shame on this person right here, Mr. Hensley, with all due respect, for making all this seem more complicated than what it actually is. It's not. I am fully confident that I could stand in front of seventh graders and talk about mutual fund diversification. Now, am I going to call it mutual fund diversification? No. I'm going to approach it in a way that makes sense to everybody. And that's how you teach. So I really don't like that example. I, I understand what he's saying in the sense of just keep it relevant to the, 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 the audience. But at the core, you start now, right? Going back to the whole timely thing. The sooner that some seventh grader can learn about investing and learn about how diversification works and what a mutual fund is, I mean, this, this stuff truly is not rocket science. Yes, I get it. You can get college degrees in finance, but I know how that works. And a lot of that stuff is pure theory that will never come out to play in the real world. It's, it's nice to know. And this is coming from somebody with an engineering degree. So I, I, I'm well aware of learning all about theory in college. But there's a big difference between theory and just, I mean, how does this stuff, what's the practical point of view? And the practical point of view especially in this day and age of technology, mutual fund diversification is, is not complicated. And the sooner you start to talk about that stuff, the better, even if it's the seventh graders. And then the final point or number five, evaluate results. Look for programs and classes that share their outcomes, he advised. Do folks that take the class have increased savings or higher credit scores? You wanna make sure that it works, Hensley said. I agree. In fact, um, again, it, Let's just say that I offered no testimonials. Let's just say I offered no data points on whether or not things actually work. Again, you can experience for yourself with a one-year money-back guarantee. So, I mean, whether or not I offer testimonials when somebody's offering a one-year money-back guarantee, I, I would argue that doesn't really matter, but that doesn't, that's kind of a moot point anyways because I do offer testimonials. In fact, if you go back through the history of the podcast, sometimes I'll bring on guests and several of these guests have, have taken the classes and uh, you know they've gone through them. I've had uh, a couple where they've now, they're debt free and they're building wealth. So I mean, I have literal testimonials from just you know po previous podcasts where I've had people on to talk with them and see how they've, they've done it and you know how things are going. But like I said, even if I didn't have any of those resources, I mean, who really cares? When you have a one year money back guarantee, you can experience for yourself and see, do I have more money? Is my credit score improving? Do I actually know how to form a plan? Is my debt going down? So you don't really need to evaluate anything. You just need to experience it. And you have one year to experience it. And again, I promise you, if you do what I teach you, if you go through the steps that I map out, step by step by step and follow the process, 
you are going to experience results. If you don't, well then, money back guarantee for one year. I mean, one year, that's, that's a long time. I'm not saying you're gonna have all your debt paid for in one year. That's going to be dependent on you know, the amount of debt you have. But are you gonna see your debt start to go down? Are you gonna feel confident about your debt because you have a system and plan in place? Yes, you absolutely are. And again, those aren't just empty words. One year money back guarantee. And then to wrap things up with the article, further, there are plenty of course offerings that can be taken in person or online, and one method is not necessarily better than the other. Both can be effective, Hensley said, as long as the class includes thoughtful instruction and engaging content. Uh, to which I agree, uh, you know, for me, as somebody that's really busy, I'm, I'm a big fan of online stuff. Uh, it, but again, if, if there's something else, you're like, well, Clay, I, I mean, your stuff's just online. I feel more comfortable going to an in-person class. That's fine, I get it, I, I respect your decision, and I wish you all the best. Please, sign up and invest into that class that's in-person. For what I offer, it's just online so that you can go through it uh, whenever works best for you, and you know it makes it a little bit more flexible with your schedule. And then he does make a good point here about keep in mind that some offerings are quote unquote free for now, he added, which means they may try to sell you a financial service down the road that's, I am not like a financial advisor. I'm not a broker, so I'm not gonna try to all of a sudden, I'm not gonna start to call you. You're not gonna start to get calls from people saying, hey, you know what? I got a hot stock tip. No, nothing like that will occur. It's a, it's a one-time payment, and that after that, you have lifetime membership to the class with the one-year money-back guarantee. And then he goes through some other things uh, that aren't really pertainable here. But the overall idea, I mean, they're pertainable, but it's just kind of repetitive of what's going on. The moral of the story is this, 63% illiterate. How do you get illiterate? Well, you start to learn. You know what? No judgments from me. If you are somebody listening to this and you're thinking, you know what, Clay, if, if, if I'm being honest, if I'm looking in the mirror, I am one of the 63%. I respect that so much. I respect you so much. Why? Because you have a skill that a lot of people don't have in this day and age. What is that skill? Self-awareness, personal accountability. You're looking in the mirror and you're saying, you know what? Yeah, me, me, I don't have it. In your defense, it may not be your fault. Like I said, the school system is garbage when it comes to this sort of stuff. So I'm not blaming you at all. I am commending you for at least admitting to yourself, being self-aware enough to admit that, yeah, you know what? I am financially illiterate. Fine, that's cool. The system is, is essentially rigged against you in that regard. That, I mean, the, the stuff they teach is so bare bones that it's ridiculous. You know, they wanna teach you more about how to balance a chemical equation than it is, you know, how to balance a budget. It's ridiculous, but I, I can make a whole other podcast on that. But my point is, you know what? Help, have self-awareness. And if you're financial literate, that's fine. Guess what? You're not alone. You're actually normal. But let's now become unnormal. Let's get yourself, again, going back to those 10 people, six of them, no plan, no strategy, illiterate. Four of them have a plan. So let, let's get you to join that club of four people. And the first way or the first step you take and the way you get over to joining those four people is just simply admitting, you know what? I don't really know what I'm doing. I don't have a system. I don't have a plan. No shame. That's the first step if you're gonna make any sort of change and get yourself into a position where you can get your personal finances in control and then take control of your life in general, which again, this is not about making 
millions or billions of dollars because you're some sort of greedy savage. No, it's about being able to sleep easy at night, having stress-free, right? Where you're not laying in bed, staring at the ceiling. Uh-oh, how am I gonna pay that bill? Uh-oh, what if this happens? Uh-oh, I hope an emergency doesn't come up because we don't have any funds. That's not what, you know, that's, you know, the, the whole first personal finance thing. When I say wealth building, I don't mean wealth building, like I said, in a greedy, savage way. I mean, to have peace of mind, to lay in bed and say, yeah, that bill's gonna be paid. Yep, that bill's already been paid. Yep, if something crazy happens, we'll be okay. Now that is wealth to me. Peace of mind is wealth. And that's what personal finance at the core is all about. Get yourself some peace of mind, sleep like a baby at night, and just enjoy life without having all sorts of burdens of stress hanging around you. So like I said, I hope you consider the the, the class that I in, uh, offer. It is found at moneywithclay.com. Just go into the courses and it's called the Slab Money Method. Slab stands for sleep like a baby uh, because that's what, like I just explained, it is all about. But yeah, admit that you're in the 63% and then make a choice, whether that's my class or somebody else's, to get out of the 63%. So get out there and get it done. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating. That goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there. And I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.